Llega a Telemundo. Lo espero a él. Un romance épico. Y sé que él también me está buscando. El último fenómeno turco de éxito internacional. Quisiera casarme con su hija Reyyan, señor Casar. Dos familias en frente. Radio, not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Gospel Workshop of America this morning. And order my steps in your word. Teach me how to live right. Teach me how to walk up right before you. Teach me what to say. Ah, yeah, in the name of Jesus. What a beautiful song. And I thank God for another Tuesday morning, and we thank God this morning for waking us up, closing our right minds with the use and activities of all our limbs, our life, our health, and our strength this morning. We're grateful unto him. And I want to say this this morning. Uh, We can't control guests. When we have guests come in, we invite them in to share, and they come in and share, and certain things may trigger them or things happen, and uh, a lot of times we not seeing what we thought we should see. But I want to say this. I got a lot of calls yesterday, a lot of texts, um, messages, and some people were angry about that thing. Because they were angry because when Brother Jermaine asked a question, uh, the guests attacked him. And so they felt some type of way, as the world said. I got one message that said, uh, why would, you know, you feel so angry about proving what you're saying? And to me, uh, if what you're saying is true, you know, you wouldn't attack anybody. You you would, you know, take the time to explain to them uh, your reasoning, uh, the proof that you have, and, you know, go from there. Because uh, some people felt that because of the attack on a simple question, something was wrong. You know, it wasn't the truth that was being told. So... You know, all I could do is just explain uh, a lot of times what happened. And so the guest explained to us that that was a soft spot for him and that he just didn't like the person's name. But uh, Brother Jermaine called me afterwards, and he said uh, that, you know, he didn't mention uh, Shirley Caesar's name first, he mentioned the whole thing, what proof do you have for all of it? And so uh, he said, the guest asked him, well, well, who are you talking about? What are you talking about? And when he said Shirley Caesar, this is when the guest, you know, attacked him. And so he, uh, I, 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 we talked, Brother Jermaine and I, and he's good, he's good. He just didn't want to. Uh, doing a thing to hurt me or, you know, make me feel bad. But I didn't feel bad, really, about anything other than uh, somewhat him being attacked, you know, off of a simple question. But I got this one um, message yesterday, and this is what it said. It said, good morning, Sister Barbara. 
I have to say I was not feeling your speaker uh, after he lost his marbles when asked a question. He had me hot. <laughs> Lord help me, but I lost all respect for this man. I don't know of him or the people he speaks of, but I do know this. If you are going to claim you are a prophet of God, then scrutiny is almost guaranteed in everything you say or do. The fact that he disrespected the young man, meeting Brother Jermaine, on numerous levels just by asking a question tells me that he either had has had this question posed to him before and knows the outcome, which uh, which may, be, may in turn discredit everything he said or is a bold-faced liar. I tend to lean on the liar part. The fact that he continuously interrupted the young man and you left a bad taste in my mouth. He disrespected you on your show that he was invited to so he can be heard. It, it is unheard of. That's no profit as far as I'm concerned. The fact that he still has uh, ill feelings towards the Shirley woman tells me he is incapable of forgiving someone or being forgiven. That's no profit. The fact that he disrespected someone simply for asking for backup or proof is no profit as far as I'm concerned. He's no better than the people he speak ill of. That's just my thought. I have more uh, want to say but can't type fast enough. That was sent to me yesterday while the show uh, was being aired. I got another one that says about, uh, you know, we just got to be careful. We we just all have to be careful. And when we see this, we begin to pray. And uh, sometimes God will send people my way for me to work with them because he's going to deliver them. He just needs somebody who's willing to uh, work with these people so that he can do what it is he he, he needs to get done in them. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to come and, you know, share with you. It, you know, wasn't unnoticed and, you know, not everybody agreed. And sometimes we have to just, you know, pray. Sometimes we just have to pray and uh, like a lot of times, hold our peace, hold our peace, and trust God to work uh, this thing out. A lot of what he said was true. I, I will agree. And sometimes people don't have a way. It, it has made them so angry, and they've been hurt. They've been a victim to all of this stuff that's going on in the church, and. You know, they felt that the church was a safe place. They got in there and it wasn't safe, and especially at a young age. So when you've been church hurt, as they call it, a lot of times it injured you for the rest of your life. And then after being church hurt, uh, something that's personal to you or someone that's related to you uh, has been battled and, and and beaten up and bruised by a church person, a person that's supposed to be singing and preaching the word of God and 
you found out that you, they did this dirt to your loved ones. Many times if you don't care to God right away and stay with God with it, ask God to help you to forgive, help you to move on from this. Lord, forgive me. You swept my house clean. I refuse to let these this one demon back in here with seven more. And so uh, sometimes people don't get there as quick as they need to. So that thing brew and brew and brew, yeah. And everything they can do to bring that person down is what they're doing. But we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We, we remember this. But principalities, wickedness in high places, rulers of the darkness. So when we see church folks doing evil things, we know it's not the person, but it's those spirits and demons that use them. So this is what we're battling with, and this is what we go against, not the person, but we go against those evil spirits. And see, sometimes when a person is in a rage or, you know, they're upset over it and it's got the best of them, you can't quite explain anything to them because they're not ready to receive nothing. I mean, they may say they're a prophet. They may say they're the man, the women of God, and uh, I'm a preacher, and I know that that's not what's happening at that time. Yeah, because they can't hear anything about nothing. No, 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 no. Because as the world say, they're in their feelings. Yeah, they're feeling all of the hurt and the pain, and uh, I really can't do nothing about it, and I'm just struggling to try and fix it, make it come right, make them get right. But it's only God who can change the hearts and minds of man. I can't do anything to change your heart and mind. Yeah, I've known people who uh, told other people, if you don't do this now, I'm going to sue you. If you don't change this, I will sue you. They said, well, sue me. Because they're so into it, they can't hear nothing, they can't. Uh, even think of, so what if you sue me? Get my money, you know, but I'm still doing this because what I'm doing against you makes me feel better. We're not saying that's God because we know better. But we pray for them. We pray for them. And uh, that's what our guest needed from yesterday. He needs prayer, the sincere prayers of the righteous, that God would deliver him, that God would show him how to forgive so that God can forgive him. Because if we don't forgive, God can't forgive us. That's what he said in his word. And I know God did not be a lying God. He tells the truth. Yeah. And so uh, I got some messages that he was wrong for that, you know, all kind of stuff. Because, you know, we know he didn't know Brother Jermaine. And Brother Jermaine is a good, humble brother. You know, he's not one that uh, kick up a ruckus with you, even if it's something he don't like. It's a way that he carry himself to deliver that I don't like it. You know, you know, it's wrong, or that's not right. That that's not have been proven. It's a way he he does all of this. So we know um, spirits leap and jump, and a spirit that gets angry and come against you right now. And I know for myself, evil spirits are always lurking. And they want to take Jesus in the morning down. They want to discredit me. They want to make me appear to be a bad person. They want people to see I say one thing and do another. 
Uh-uh, that's not the truth. No, ma'am, no, sir. But God is faithful, and um, he's able to see us through. And I thank God for the faithful ones that truly know me and can see my heart is for the people of God and not to hurt anyone, you know, uh, because God died for us all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, those of us that have been delivered and those of us that have not been delivered. God gets sent his son for us. But the difference is those of us that have been delivered, we received, and those of us that have not, we haven't received yet. But as long as we are living, there's yet an opportunity, there's yet a chance for us, yeah, to receive from the Lord. So I wanted to share that this morning because uh, we don't want to be angry uh, with no one and we don't want to hate anybody or anything like that. And we want to pray for them because a hurting man, and you're so right, you are so right, a hurting man, and to say he's stealing something in his spirit about Brother Jermaine was just, okay. So look, how many know hurting people hurt people? Now, he could receive from Frank, but he couldn't receive uh, from Brother Jermaine. And like Brother Jermaine said, he wasn't the one who brought up Shirley Caesar. He asked him, well, what are you talking about? Which, what, which one, what part? And he said, Shirley Caesar. And Brother Jermaine don't really know her. You know, he don't know Shirley Caesar. And um, I don't think he followed her ministry. You know, we all have heard of her, you know. And I've seen some things, you know. It wasn't anything uh, homosexual or anything like that. But sometimes people just mean because what happened to them. Remember, hurting people hurt people. And sometimes because of... Uh, what you've heard, and when people come, you treat everybody like they're coming to hurt you. You know, people have said things about you, so you treat everybody like they're coming to say something negative about you. You know, I thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning. Y'all hear me? I thank God for the Spirit of God living in me this morning. Because all I've gone through, I could very well could have been them people. But I learned to take that thing to God in prayer right quick. Don't let it fester. Don't let it build. Don't keep thinking on it. Take it to the altar and leave it there and walk away. Because God even told us to do what today? Love our enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you. He didn't say come against them. He said to love them. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love hides fault. Yeah, I got two brothers living. And the younger of the two is off the chain, as the world says. <laughs> that younger of the two brothers is something serious. But love covers his fault with me. I can't just throw my brother away. He done made me angry so many times. He done made me so angry. I wanted to lay hands on him. Suddenly, and the word said lay hands on no man suddenly, but he made me so angry, I wanted to just box him right then and there. But that's my brother. So love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers what he's done wrong with me. And I forgave him and went on with my brother. Yeah. 
So we got to do the same thing. We got to do the same thing because we got some brothers and sisters that's been hurt, haven't been healed. And they, they, they just, as the world say again, they just off the chain. But we don't throw them to the wind. We don't just throw them away. We keep them in prayer. We pray for deliverance for them. Because, see, the demons can come out, but you got to be willing to let your demons go. And sometimes it's a familiar place. These demons being in here so long, you're familiar with this, and this is what you're used to. So you're not going to let it go right away. You hold it on to it. But as we continue to pray, God will bring those walls down so that when we call them demons out, they got to come out. And I mean come out right now. Sometimes they'll try to talk, shut up, don't you say a word, just come out. Because they're trying to tell you what to do with them. Remember, the man had the demons and he told Jesus, uh, send us down in the pigs. And all the pigs ran down the hill and drowned. The people saw all their hogs done drowned and told Jesus, look here, we need you not to stay here. We need you to go on away from here. You're killing our groceries. Yeah. So shut up, don't you say a word. And Jesus did the same thing. Because you're not going to tell me where to send you. I'm sending you to hell. That's where I'm sending you. You just come out in the name of Jesus. And I cast you to the pits of hell, never to return. Yeah, it's like they went straight to hell and they locked there. They can't come back. Not those spirits that he had. Now, a different set is working in different people. But that set, we bound him up. He had 3,000 in him. He said his name was Legion because he had a legion of demons. And I know people don't believe that. Like many people don't believe that, but spirits leap and jump. I've attended churches. When I went there, that wasn't the way I was feeling. I went there lifting up the name of Jesus. I went in there singing praises before him. Prayed and praise and worship started. I was ready to go. Praise and worship. Heard the word, left there, and started feeling lustful. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? I'm driving down the street and I'm driving home from church. And it would appear it was my mind, but see, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I knew better. I knew it was my mind. I knew it was a spirit of evil, the spirit of lust speaking to me. Look right there. What? You're a lie. And I bind you up right now and cast you back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I release your spirit to take control right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You can go places. And and your mind is really not on anything bad or anything like that, and you go in there and they got this music playing, and you stopped listening to that kind of music years ago, or you never liked it. All of a sudden, you come out of there bopping to the song. Or while you're in there, you start bopping to it a little bit. And then when you get back to your car and everything, you're thinking about, what was I doing? Spirits leap and jump. They travel. I'm telling you the truth today. So we keep ourselves prayed up, and we ask God to cover us in the blood, because the blood still works. 
The blood will never lose its power. We plead the blood of Jesus against any and everything that's not of God. If it's not of God, we plead the blood of Jesus against it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. But I wanted to share that a little bit, and uh, I'll be talking back to him this week because he's got a project he asked me to help him with. So uh, I'll be talking to him this week, and we're going to see how the Lord moves in God because without God, I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing but pray for you, you know, and God do what it is because you belong to him. Hallelujah. You don't belong to me. I love you. I want the best for everybody. But all things are left up to Almighty God who have all the power and the person. Because if they don't want it, God won't force it on them. Now that I do know. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with our morning prayer. And our topic today, matter of fact, is this. Depression is the enemy. Uh, the reason it's the enemy is because it's either a spirit or spirits, and they control the mind. They want you to sleep and live in, 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 in darkness. They want you to sleep all the time, let the world pass you by. In many cases, people don't eat. Sometimes they overeat. Most times they just want to be alone and left alone. They don't want to be bothered. Yeah. And so it's a mood, a, a, a disorder. This is what the, the, the doctors in the world pronounced it as and diagnosed it, diagnosed it as. Uh, it's a, depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Yeah, some people don't get up and go to work. They won't clean the house. They won't take a bath. It, it's many different you know, things this spirit or these spirits, uh, when they attack people, cause people to do out the norm. Also called a major depressive disorder or clinical depression. It affects how you feel, think, and behave and can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. Yeah, these spirits. And how many know that devil come to kill, steal, and destroy? And I've seen uh, church folks make excuses for it. But there's no excuse for it. It's just an evil spirit or evil spirits that's controlling someone because of something that happened. And then sometimes something didn't happen. Like now, many are depressed because they're not used to being alone. Uh, they are depressed because we, we don't have the freedom like we used to have, and everywhere you go, if you close in your right mind, you have a mask on. And in some cases, you put gloves on to pump gas or to touch this or that. You know, uh, you, you're always Lysol and, <laughs> and bleaching up and washing clothes and, you know, all kind of things, even your hair. And we're not, we're not accustomed to this. I used to go to Jacksonville and come back. I didn't take my clothes off in the garage and drop them in the laundry in the washing machine. Uh-uh. I came on in the house, washed my hands, did what I had to do, and gone on about my business. Yeah. 
And especially if I had to do something in the kitchen, as soon as I got in, you know, I got a laundry room right there by the garage to wash my hands, dry them, come on in, go on in the kitchen and do whatever. Wasn't thinking of nothing like Lysol. Yeah, we sprayed Lysol in garbage cans, in the garbage disposal, uh, things like that, the kitchen sink, stuff, you know, the washing machine. Uh, we might, if we had the liquid, we cleaned the shower and the tub and the toilet with it, but we didn't just have no liquid Lysol, putting it in water, just wiping everything down all the time, doorknobs, this, that, and the other. I'm all in my truck wiping the steering wheel down and spraying Lysol. So this put a lot of people into depression. Some people, uh, they don't shower because they don't feel like it. And they tell themselves, well, you're not going nowhere. You're stuck in the house. But our regular personal hygiene should be kept up, whether we go in places or not. That's just a part of what the body needs. It needs water on the outside like it needs water on the inside. You know, I don't want to be a, be bothered. I just want to be locked up in the bedroom and the rest of my family walking around doing whatever they need to do in the house. Some parents have become depressed because they wasn't with their children all day. They were working. Children at school. Yeah. So it just, that spirit come in and make them sad, you know, and make them feel bad and feel low. And they just lost interest. You know, some husband and wives, they they depressed, both of them, because I'm not used to being with you this often. A lot of abuse has come about, physical abuse. Yeah, because I got to see about you what I really didn't like. I I love you, but I never spent this much time with you alone before. You know, we, we got a life. We get up and we go. I'm at work, you at work. I'm at school, you at work. I'm this, I'm that. You got the kids. I'm at the game. Whatever the case, now we we together all the time because neither one of us are working. And the kids are not of school age. And we're not sending them to daycare. We're not working. We can't afford daycare no more. So the parents and the children stuck together, let's say, in the house. Not that I don't love them, but they have gotten on my nerves and made me sad. Now I'm depressed. I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. I've I read things and it just was, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Isaiah 61 and 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness and planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, that's a good one, right? I'm going to use that one, Brother Lewis. I saw a child on TV and said she was sad because she can't see the smiles behind the mask. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? She's sad because she can't see the smiles behind the mask. Because most times when children see adults, they get a smile. I know they get some from me. Yeah. 
I see them, I can't help but smile at them. You know, I may not say anything. But it let them know I like you, you know. I like you. And that's important to children. I told you the way I want a lot of children in the project, and you got to know project children, as the world says, some of them off the hook. I want them because I took time for them. Yeah. I want them because I took time to explain things to them. Everything wasn't a scolding. Everything wasn't fussing at them, you know. And I took time to do things with them that they enjoyed. And I remember uh, this guy, Kevin Hart, had come out with a saying from one of his comedy acts uh, that said, all right, all right, all right, you're going to learn today. So when I had the little store in my house, the kids would come to the door, and I would say, all right, all right, all right. They would say, you're going to learn today, Miss Mack. And, oh, boy, that would do them all the good in the world. And the lady upstairs, uh, the lady lived upstairs, her mother was there with her. And the mom comes down and about some cupcakes and things, and she said, Miss Mack, you should be ashamed of yourself. I said, what? She said, you have these children going, Miss Mack. All right, all right. I said, you can hear it. She said, I hear it all upstairs, and then I hear how the kids are laughing, and they just having a good time. She said, you make their day, Miss Mack. I said, yeah, I try to do what I can, because not everybody go home to happiness. Yeah, some people used to put their children out 7 o'clock in the morning. They couldn't go home until 7 o'clock at night or until it started getting dark. All day during the summer when school is out, your child is out in the project. You know what goes on in the project, in and everything. If they're hungry, where do they get lunch? If they're thirsty, where do they get a drink? You don't know who house they're in. You don't know who... It's with your child. So even children, children know better. Say she can't see the smiles behind the mask. Mm -mm -mm. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah. So that would even cause depression for this child because that's not what she's accustomed to. She's not used to seeing this like this, yeah. So it makes her feel some type of way, as the world say. Oh, uh, yeah. But I thank God this morning because he knows what's best for us. And, Sister Doctor, I didn't get around to your request yesterday, but I'm getting around to it this morning. Thank you, ma'am, for your patience. <laughs> I appreciate it. Good morning to you, Brother George West Perry. God bless you this morning. So we're going to this song, Come Back with Prayer, and we're going to continue about depression is an enemy, and it is. Okay, what's going on? Maybe take a few seconds to get in there, Sister God.
get up to 80, 81, 82. Yeah, in February. We used to that. And you you outside sleepless. No jacket, no coat, no nothing. In February. March come and you got a few cool and chilly days in March. And the wind is blowing and whipping always in the month of March. But after March, April hits, it's, it's all nice weather. Every blue moon you might get a little rain. But here lately, whew, it's been a different kind. And my God baby, uh, Sister Laura in Philadelphia, she said they had a snowstorm. And she sent me pictures. Snow blowed everywhere. I'm like, oh, my goodness. God, Mama, be careful. Stay in. Don't you worry, baby. In the house. I don't have nowhere I plan on going. Yeah. But we thank God for the change of the seasons because the cold kills some things and, and, and it rejuvenates some other things. And so in a minute he'll bring us into spring and then spring into summer, summer into fall, and we're back in the winter. Yeah, he keeps changing the seasons. And we're grateful and thankful unto him. So listen, we're going to pray uh, the prayer of faith right quick. And we're going to the scripture of the day and uh, talk about depression some more. And look, you don't have to wait until I complete uh, what I'm saying to press the number one. You may have something you want to add, something you want to say. Feel free to press that number one and come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for another day, another Tuesday. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us this far. We thank you for being on our side today in spite of us, for looking beyond our fault, Father, and yet meet our needs. We know that you're for us today, and your word says if you be for us, you're more than the whole world against us, and we're grateful unto you. I bring your people before you this morning, Father. Ask that you would bless every caller, every listener, Bless their families, bless their friends. Lord, I ask that you would bless their homes. Ask that you would move, even in their households. Lord, those that are feeling depressed or oppressed or whatever the case may be today, Father, we ask that you would move for them in a mighty way. We ask, Lord, that you would remove the spirit of depression. Lord, bring joy, peace, and happiness. Send somebody to give them a good conversation. Lord, something they enjoy talking about because depression will leave. Or do it in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask this morning that you would heal the sick here. And, Father, depression is a spirit of illness. We ask that you would heal today in the name of Jesus. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. We need you to heal our hearts and our minds, and God heal us physically and spiritually in the name of Jesus, mentally this morning. We give it to you. We lay it on the altar before you, trusting you, because we belong to you. You made us for your pleasure. You so loved us. You sent your only begotten son to suffer, bleed, hang, and die, conquer all, and rise with all power. So, Father, we know you love us today. We need you to help us. We can't do it for ourselves. We need your healing power to heal us today, or do it in the name of Jesus. For with your stripes and by your stripes, we're already healed. God, let it manifest this day in the natural like it has already done in the spirit, in the precious name of Jesus. 
We ask this morning, Father, that you will remember our prayer requests for others. God, you know what they stand in the need of. And they need you today, widows and bereaved families, those that are incarcerated in every branch of the military. Father, teachers in Israel, Jerusalem, America, the leadership of America, we all need you today. For without you, we can do nothing. Lord, we know you brought us up in different places, even in different countries. But you're the same God, and your love is the same for each of us. Move today, God. And for our brothers and sisters overseas, Canada, and everywhere today, God, move by your spirit for these, your people, in the name of Jesus. Remember John this morning, God. Strengthen him and bless him and Carol. And, Father, whatever it is that you have for them concerning radio, God, we ask that you would open every door for them and bring them back, that the listeners can be blessed again, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here, Father. Move by your spirit today. Set free, deliver today, God, in the name of Jesus. We know that you are able. There's nothing too hard for you to do. Again, bless every caller and every listener, those that stand in the need of finances. Move today, Father, by your spirit in a mighty way. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. There's none like him. None like him. He's on our side today. Uh, in spite of us, he's for us. We can cast our cares upon him, for he careth for us. And we're just grateful unto Almighty God. I want to talk about uh, depression this morning. And it, 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 it's a evil spirit. But if y'all remember back uh, looking at um, the book of Samuel, the evil spirit would come upon Saul. And when that evil spirit came upon Saul, he wanted to kill David. He took the dagger, I think it was, and throwed it at David, and it, David ducked and it went into the wall. That evil Spirit had come upon him. But the same David that he wanted to kill when the evil spirit would come upon him, when David played the harp. Anybody remember this? David played the harp, and the evil spirit left. <laughs> left Saul. And he became back in his right mind, and he would say stuff like this, David, my son, is that you? How many know evil spirits are deceivers? And that's what depression is. It's a deceiver. The same man you went to the altar with and said, I do, the same woman that you was in love with, you couldn't live without her, you went to the altar with and said, I do. These are the same people in your house. You're married to the same people. How is it now that we're in the house together longer? We can't get along. We get on each other's nerves. We're allowing the spirits to come. We're allowing these spirits of separation, uh, spirits of ugliness, spirits of depression, in some cases spirit of hate, spirit of anger, aggravation. We're allowing it to come in. Now, I'm not talking to the world this morning. I'm talking to those that say they believe us. 
those that say, I got God. His spirit is living in me. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. That's who I'm talking to this morning. Because the world couldn't couldn't grasp this. The world couldn't couldn't ride out with this. Only the believer can. So if I went if I loved you and I, I married you because I can't live without you. And let's say we're in the marriage two, three years now, even longer. Whatever I did back then, I gotta refresh myself. I gotta take myself back to the times when we first met and I couldn't live without it. I just could, we set a date as quick as possible because I couldn't sleep another night without sleeping in the bed with him. I couldn't wake up another morning without waking up, making him breakfast, and serving him. All during the day, my mind just on him, what he doing now, how he feeling, wonder if he thinking about me, wonder if I should call and uh, say something sweet to him. What what? Now all of a sudden I got all the opportunity and all the time in the world I need. What's wrong? I'm allowing these spirits to come in. I got to cast them out of there and, and refuse to let them back in. I got to put on the whole armor of God because now I got to stand against the wiles of these devils that's coming. I got to go back. It's not him. It's not, he's perfectly happy to spend all this time with me. He's trying to teach me things. He's trying to show me things. Uh, different repairs needed to be done in the house. He's working on these things now because he was working on a job and he didn't have time before. So now he's got time. He's got his toolbox. And he's doing all of these things to improve the place and to make me happy. So now I need to take myself back to that first place, unless I married him because I just wanted what he had. Now, if I'm a gold digger, I, I, I ain't got no God. I ain't thinking that way. So you the world, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to godly women, women that want to do it the way God says do it. I'm not talking to those that are still letting their flesh rule and reign. Uh-huh. Because this won't work for you. This will only work if you want to please God. This will only work if you want to obey what God said and you want to put depression on the run. If you want to put it on the run, these are some tips I'm giving you right here. So you're going back. And what you did back then to draw him in, you're going back there and do it again. You're going back there and refresh your mind. And he might be working on a light bulb in the house. There's some things you can do to make him feel better, even by putting a little light bulb up. He ain't got no problem putting it up. But you've been distancing yourself from him and acting like he get on your nerves and you can't drink water around him, you know. You just can't stand it. No, you putting a light bulb up. You go hold a ladder. You want me to hand you the light bulb? What you doing next? He said, well, next I'm going in the bathroom to stop that leaky shower. You going in the bathroom, too. You finna help stop the leak. Well, what tools you need? He looking at you crazy. Because just last night you was acting a cold, whole donkey. You woke up this morning looking cross-eyed. <laughs> so he like, what is? Same thing with the man. You can't stand her. You, oh, she's too controlling in the house now. 
you put your shoes by the front door, she don't want them by the front door. And it used to be a pleasure to leave them there when you first got with her because she was the one you couldn't live without. She was the one all through the day on the job. As soon as you got a break, you was calling her. Now y'all been in the house, the spirit of depression, you let it in. You allowed it to come in. Now you don't want to see her. You want to sleep in the spare bedroom. You don't even want to talk to her. You don't want her to make you no breakfast. Uh, You don't want nothing. And you used to love her eggs, her fluffy eggs. These are just some uh, scenarios of what Jesus called them. I'm just using these as things. It's other things now. It's many more things. When you got laid off the job, uh, you, you was feeling it coming. You was feeling the depression coming because you started thinking on, well, how are we going to live? We, we don't even have money saved up. See, but we had to quickly go to God. We, we, we couldn't let depression come in. We had to quickly go to God and tell the Lord about the Lord. You saw they laid me off, this COVID thing. But God, you're going to make a way. I once was young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaker, nor see big bread. Lord, I know you're able. I believe you will. You, you, as quickly, as quickly as negative thoughts come, quickly you take it to God. Don't let it fester. Don't let it grow. It'll put you in depression. It'll cause some other things to come about with you. Because depression is an enemy. It's against you. It's not for you. If I'm lying, somebody holler at me, depress the one and tell me, no, that's a lie. Depression is not our enemy. Depression is an enemy. And it comes to steal, kill, and destroy you. And the believer, you have the power to defeat depression if you want to. When these first thoughts of negative begin to come, you run to God with it. This year, 2021, we're quoting the word more than we ever quoted it before. The least thing I feel, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Uh, I'm going to get up and get in here clean. I'm organizing here. I organized it two months ago. I, I'm going to do it again because I still didn't get that bookshelf right there. I still didn't get that thing right there with the magazine. I said, yeah. But if we fall into it, what happened is this. We allow it. And it don't stop right there. It grows. Evil spirits grow as long and as large as you will allow them to grow. Yeah, they'll get as big as you will allow them to get. Overeating is a spirit. Yes, it is. And if you don't put it in check, that spirit will allow you to get as big as you will allow it to get. Yes, it will. Why do you think people weigh a 1,000 pounds? 500, 400, 300. Why do you think people weigh so much? They have allowed these spirits to come in, the spirit of overeat, and blow them up. 
Because as long as you want to do it, these spirits will feed into it. They'll even make sure you got the food to eat. They will even make sure when you get too big to go get the food yourself, they'll make sure they got a way for you to get the food without leaving the house. And after we get so big, we can't fit in a bathtub. You can't clean the body properly. You're taking wash-ups now. You're not taking showers. You're not taking baths because you can't fit in there. Cleansiness is next to godliness. You're not dusting nothing. You're not sweeping back. You're not doing nothing. These spirits have taken over. Now, I understand if you've got a, a back problem. I have a back problem, a knee problem, a hip problem. And doing a lot of vacuuming, I can't do. But doing enough to keep it up and then twice a year or once a year you having your carpet and thing clean if that's what you got. My next project, I got to have a grout clean, you see. But you're keeping some things up. But if you allow these spirits to come in, you won't think of this stuff. Sister uh, Spinner and I was talking. And she was telling me about all the things she had did in her house and she was doing, uh, she got new furniture and she's changing around and uh, this, that, and the other, you know. And I'm like, wow, look at her. And then every now and then she's out, you know, she take herself out and have lunch with her friends. Keeping it going, keeping it going. I'm not letting the spirit, uh, I'm working from home and I'm not used to working from home. She said she stayed in the office as long as she could, but then she had to come out. She had to come home and work, and she wasn't used to that. But she found a way to make it work, that she wouldn't fall head over heels into depression and not be able to do nothing. Because once that thing captured you, it'll put you down. Them spirits will have you in the bed laid out, not doing nothing. TV is your whole world. Food and TV sometimes is your whole world. Sometimes people uh, revert to the bottle. They drink and look at TV. They drink and sleep. Some people, they smoke weed all day long and watch TV. That's a bad way to be. Nothing going on. Me, I do things I, I needed to do and didn't get around to doing it. I got a closet, and it's like another bedroom. Open the door, go in there and start, you know, organizing things. Vacuum it. Whatever I got to do, keep me uplifted, keep me moving around. Yeah. The doctor told me walk to the mailbox twice a day and walk back. You know, things you can do. And whatever you want to become, look into it. See, see what you have to do to become this. There are things you can read about that you love, you know, that going to enhance what you already have. All of this in the natural keeps that spirit of depression from winning. And I'm going to tell you one way, a good way, a really good way to cure that depression is a good conversation. It drives that those spirits somewhere else. You hear me? They got to go because I'm, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm 
excited. I'm, I'm uplifted because I'm talking about what I enjoy. Yeah. I have a few lady friends. Not very many now, but just a few of us. And every now and then we might get together on the phone. And uh, they like talking about men. Not men, man bashing now. They don't do that. Oh, he ain't no good and all men, dog. No, we don't do that now because I, I come from loving men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we ain't bashing no man now. But what we do is we talk about them. And we talk about many times the difference between men and women, between me and a man I'm married to or was married to, or between me and a man that I saw a long time ago, I was involved with him a long time ago, and we comparing the two women to men. And some things are easier for women to get over than it is for a man. And some things it's easier for a man to get over than it is for a woman. And we look at them and we think back on things and say this, yeah, they're tough. Men are much tougher than women, uh, especially in the discipline department a lot of times. Now, we know a lot of mothers, including myself, became single parents, so uh, we had to become disciplinarians. You know, we had to be the ones to do the punishing in the house when usually that was left up to the dad. You know, I know at my house that's who did the discipline, my dad, more so than my mom. So we get together and we talk about the fellows and stuff like that. You know, and they may bring up somebody that we all know, you know. Well, what about Larry? Larry, this, that, and the other. Well, yeah, this, that, you know, and we, we have a conversation. Yeah. We have a conversation about his wife. Nothing negative, good things about her, good things about her, because they're one, and we know the both of them, you know, and we we give props to them, yeah, we, we lift them up, we talk good about them, uh, say Lou and Sherry, Linda, and I know Lou and we, we know Sherry, so we'll say good things about Lou and Sherry. If Linda's in the conversation, I'm just giving you a parable. That's what it's called. Yeah. That that you love, begin to do it. If you like reading a good book, find you a good book. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. Find you a good book. Uh, it's things you like to hear about. You like to hear about... Uh, People helping people. Get a book on that and begin to read it. Find somebody to call and talk to about it who like it too. Yeah. I like on Facebook seeing uh, people in other countries who this person was walking down the street with plastic soda bottles, soft drink bottles tied with rope on their feet for shoes. And they got one bag, and all of their belongings is in this one bag. And here come a working person. They're not rich. They're just working people. And maybe they had a few dollars in their pocket. And they saw this person, 
and saw the size of their feet, and they estimated it sometimes, they went and bought them a pair of shoes. That's all they could really afford to give them. So they went and bought shoes. That was a help. Other places, uh, people was looking through the garbage can, rumbling for food, rambling for food. And this person, a working person, driving down the street, saw them in the garbage and knew they was looking for food. They weren't looking for cans or junk to sell or nothing like that. They were looking for something to eat, that somebody didn't eat it all and threw the rest away. Could have been in there a couple of days. I'm just telling you the truth. So this working person drive and see it. They go and get them a meal and bring it back to them. And sometimes they go get the meal, bring the meal back to them. While they're eating the meal, the working person go back and buy them some non-perishable items and bring that back to them. So if they're hungry again, well, they will be when they get hungry again, they can open that bag and get them some uh, 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 canned sausage or beans or whatever they gave to them, chips or whatever, that would battle that hunger. I like that kind of stuff. I like reading about that kind of stuff. Who helped who? I like reading about countries where kings were at odds with each other, but something uh, they both needed brought them together. you got to find a meaningful conversation, a meaningful reading, something that will encourage you, something that you like that will lift your spirits. You can't sit around and look at old war as me. Action movies, you got to be careful watching action movies. Too much shooting, too much gore and, and, and gory in it. You know, all of this, that, that, that's not going to help you. Uh, where somebody, a movie about somebody doing things behind your back, but in your face there appear to be another way. You don't want to watch that kind of stuff. That's going to take you into depression because now that spirit is telling you this is happening to you. Your husband cheating on you, your wife cheating on you. That's why they came home so happy the other day. Well, that's why they came home angry with you and you didn't do nothing. He was angry with that other woman. She was angry with that other man. That's, none of that is true. But what you're watching, what you're putting in front of you, yeah, it will cause you to be depressed. Your thoughts, be careful what you think. A thought is really a thing. If you think it, it's happening. Yeah, so we want to think positive. We want to think on these things, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good. Yeah, this is what we want to think on. Because when that spirit of depression first comes, a lot of times you may not know it. You may not know this is what it is. But you're feeling different than you usually feel. You're kind of thinking different than you usually think. Immediately you begin to pray. You're not going to allow it to linger, because if you allow it to linger, it's going to grow. So we don't allow it to linger, and that's where no weapon is formed against you shall prosper. That come in, too, because your thinking is trying to destroy you. 
your thinking is trying to form a weapon against you. So immediately we're going in prayer. Lord, I'm not feeling the same today. I'm not right. And God, that's, that's not the right thought. Help me today. And I often use this, let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Father, cover my mind today. Fix my heart today. Regulate my mind. I'm talking about immediately, quickly, quickly. We got to do it. Because if not, this is going to grow, and we will be depressed. Don't want to see nobody. Don't want to be bothered with nobody. Don't want to go nowhere. Don't want to shower, shave. Do nothing. Don't want to brush teeth. Nothing. Wash hair. Nothing. And although we may be alone, we still need to keep up what we're supposed to keep up. What's a part of our life. Some cases we don't want to cook, we don't even eat, and if we do, we eat what's unhealthy because we don't feel like it. The spirit of depression has consumed us, and when that spirit consumes you, it'll cause other medical problems to you. If you're not eating properly, something is going to happen. If you're not eating at all, you'll become malnutrition. Yeah, malnutrition. So when I look over at Isaiah, thank you, Brother Lewis, Isaiah 61 and 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The oil of joy for mourning. A lot of times we are mourning because we, we can't go to work no more. We've lost income. The husband is home all day, every day. The wife is home, all the children there. We can't go and visit family members. June rolled around, and we usually take our family vacation. We couldn't do that last year. There's not a lot of places we can go and do a lot of things because we're trying to stay in and remain safe. So we begin to mourn. Sometimes it is the loss of a loved one. We got to shake that off, the believer, because if the loved one was saved and have the spirit of God in them, we'll see them again. And we can't be concerned about, well, I can't talk to them and I can't touch them. I'm used to getting my hug. You got to let that go. Let God hug you now because the loved one is gone. And we don't want to mourn too long. I'm not saying not to mourn, because when a loved one leaves, you're going to be sad. You're going to be hurt. You're going to miss them. And it is true that God don't make no mistakes. He does not. But at the time, many times, it don't heal us right then. It don't stop the pain. It don't stop the longing of missing them. But as we continue to tell ourselves that, Lord, you didn't make a mistake. They come here to leave here, and they belong to you, and you had a date set. Heal me today. Again, fix my heart and regulate my mind. So the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Sometimes we have to praise our way through depression because we got a heavy spirit on us. We have a heavy burden on us. I'm not getting the same money I used to get. 
I'm used to paying my bills before time, on time, or a few days after time. Now I don't know when I can pay them. I'm leaning and dependent on the Lord to bless me financially, to keep a roof over my head, food on the table, the electric on, my car, my car insurance, my my, my, my health insurance, my, my barrier insurance, whatever I'm used to, I'm, I'm accustomed to this, Lord, but I don't have this now. So in a way, you, you're, you're saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what you should do. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Leave it on the altar and walk away. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting arms. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. He's already worked it out for you. He knew before they gave you the slip that you wouldn't be working no more. He already knew what he was going to do with unemployment. He already knew that he was going to have some friends who got too much to bring you some of it. He already knew that on this date they were going to release the stimulus check to you right on time. He already knew. So we're going to go on and put on the garment of praise. We're going on to praise God anyway. See, because when we was in the good times, we praised it. Lord, I thank you for this new car. God, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm testifying everywhere I can go. But now it's not like it used to be. I'm going to say, oh, war is me. I'm going to show God where without me going, punching a clock every day, he's not able to take care of me. He took care of the lilies of the field. He takes care of the birds of the air. I'm much more important than a bird or a flower. Truly, he's going to take care of me. So I put on the garment of praise. Hey, I go on and put a little Fred Hammond in there. Yeah. And I begin to say, Jesus, Jesus, that's what they called him. Ha! Manger boy, oh, yeah, hung on a tree. Yeah, I begin to put that in. I begin to put in, you fight on, oh, you fight on. I got to keep fighting. I'm fighting a good fight of faith. So I begin to dance, hallelujah, unto the Lord. I got my garment of praise on now. <laughs> I put my sword down. I put my shield over there to the side for a few minutes. And I got my garment of praise on now. I'm going on and praising God. Depression got to go. I'm going to call somebody who like to talk about the goodness of it. I'm going to call somebody who like to make known his deeds among the people. And we're going to talk about the goodness of it. I might even tell him, yeah, uh, this week I don't know how I'm, I'm going to pay this and that, but I know he's able. Yeah, I remember this and that when he did this. Yeah, I'm going to keep it going and lift up my head. Whoa, I'm going to be lifted up in him. I'm going to let the Spirit of God move in me. He's going to tell me which way to go, what to do, and how to do it. Hallelujah. It says that they might be called trees of righteousness. Somebody not going to see you depressed. Somebody not going to see you sad and feeling down. They're going to call you the the righteousness, the trees of righteousness. Somebody going to say, well, let me call Sister Barbara. Because if I talk to her, she's going to make me laugh. She's going to lift my spirits. 
you know, I ain't got to tell her what's going on. I'm going to just call her and see what's going on with her. We're going to begin to talk about his goodness. We'll begin to talk about things you like to talk about. Some women love to talk about their husband. Some women, some men love to talk about their wives. Some people love to talk about their children, their grandchildren. They got a thousand pictures in their wallet of them children and grandchildren because that's who they love. So we're going to talk about them. Sister Barbara, I said, yeah, uh, my son Zeke, I told him last week, I said, Zeke, go have the oil checked in the car. He said, I'm going to do it, Mom, I'm going to do it. Sister Barbara, he waited till the last minute. He done spent his paycheck, and now he told my mama, I need my oil changed. I said, what did you do? I went on and gave him the money to change the oil, but Sister Barbara, I got on him, and we both laughed. Sister Barbara, I said, yeah. I, I told my daughter, Carol, to stay from over there with them people. I told her them people wasn't right. She telling me, these my friends, Mama. They better than any of my other friends I had. I said, yeah, and you're going to find out these people are not your friends. You're going to find out what they're doing behind the scene, and they're going to get in trouble. And you better pray the Lord spare you because you won't stay from over there. I said, well, Sister Barbara, them people come over there and bust that house, and she was the only one they let out. And that was so she could come back and tell me her testimony. And we started laughing. I said, what happened? <laughs> she was so scared when the people come, she started screaming and crying. I ain't do nothing. I don't know nothing. And said, <laughs> the sergeant told her, look here, you come on out of here. And don't you come back over here no more. And she said, the sergeant told her, I know somebody told you not to be over here. And, and so she said, my daughter said, yeah, my mama. Said, well, you get on home to your mama and don't you come back over here no more. You see? And we had, had a big laugh. Yeah. So she called me to be uplifted. People lose their loved one, they call me to be uplifted. Sometimes people don't call me because they done fell into the depression and they enjoying the depression. Some people like the waller. But the believer is not one. The saints of God are not people that like the waller. We don't want to waller in nothing negative. Now, we might waller in that positive too long. Yeah, I just got a new car and I want me some discount of rims on it. Uh, back in the day, I loved Tweety Bird. I'm going to put Tweety in the front seats. I might put Roadrunner on the back seat. You know, that we think of the things now to make the car personalized. So we wallowing, wallowing in the positive. <laughs> and sometimes we wallow there too long. You don't need Tweet in there, and you don't need Tasmanian Devil, and you don't need Roadrunner in your car. Just get you some nice seat covers, something hopefully that'll uh, hold up, that if you waste a drink on the seat, you, you can just clean it off with ease, and it won't leave no stain. But sometimes we wallow in the good too long, yeah. But I'd rather wallow in the good than the wallet in the bag, in the negative, yeah. It says that might that they might be called, they might be called trees of righteousness because we're not going to allow depression to come in. We're not going to allow the evil spirits to overtake us. We just refuse to do it. 
For great is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But you got to shake yourself, wake yourself, get up, and decide to make a move. I told myself this. Uh, you want more word? You got to study more word. You got to take the time to get into the word more. You want to live better before God? You got to get in his word. You got to pray and stay before him. Allow him to see your heart because he know the intent. Allow him to see you're going to obey him. Tell him you planted, you planted them seeds, you paying on them, and go ahead and pay it. And fight the good fight of faith. Don't let depression come in and rule and reign in your life. Nip it in the bud. When it first comes, stop it right there. Cut it at the root. Once you get that root out, it can't grow no more. It ain't got nothing to, 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 to put it in the soil. You done took it up out of there. It says, the, and then other people going to see you. They're going to see your goodness. They're going to see how you stay in focus. You're not depressed. And they know you got issues, but you're not allowing that to take you down. You're staying in Jesus. You're keeping your mind on him. You're quoting the word more than ever. All during the day, you're telling him thank you. Some things you don't remember, you just tell him thank you. Hallelujah. And he's keeping you safe. Oh, yeah. The planning of the Lord. Yeah. It says, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. See, the planting of the Lord, you talking to me, I'm planting God. I come by your spot. When you see me, you think of God. I'm planting God. Yeah, so that it will encourage you and lift you up. It'll keep you in the right frame of mind, thinking in the right way, because God loves us. He's not looking at your situation because he know all about it. He's not like people. Child, I went over there, they didn't even have a couch to sit on. I went over there, and their house was so dirty. Foolishness. I didn't come over here to see what kind of furniture you had. I got my own furniture. I didn't come over here to see how your house was being kept. I got my own house to keep up. I didn't come over here to see who was at your house. I got my own house, and I know who at mine. I come over here to lift you up, to encourage you. I didn't come to talk about you. Everybody don't keep the same kind of house, the same kind of company. Everybody's not rich and have this kind of furniture and that kind of furniture. Now, we're we not all like that. And if I didn't come over here for good, there's no need for me to come. Because just as soon as I put my lips on you, God going to take from me. As soon as I put my lips on you negative, God going to take from me. He told us to be careful with that judging. Because by the same measure you judge me, it's going to be judged back to you. By the same measure I judge you, it's going to be judged back to me. Yeah. And he's not talking per se about, oh, don't judge me. Not that kind. He's just simply letting you know, don't do that because it's going to cause you harm. Yeah. I ain't got to tell nobody, don't judge me. I ain't got to worry about it. 
Because whatever you judge me for is coming up again for you. Yeah, and it's all right. You brought it to yourself. I didn't bring it. Your judgment on me brought it to you. Yeah. So the planning of the Lord, we're going to talk about him. When we find people not doing good, they depressed. Now, they say they got Jesus. They say they got the Spirit of God. I ain't talking about them that's been converted. Because some folks been converted, and that's all. I'm talking about them that's been converted, saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost sealed. Some folks say they fire baptized, but they get depressed because they haven't allowed these things to take place with them. Yeah. They they don't have the oil of joy for mourning. No matter what come my way, God showed me, I don't care how bad it sounds, how bad it looks, how bad, begin to praise me, begin to praise, and I did that, and I do that. I learned that, so I do that. You can come and tell me my baby done died. I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to begin to praise God. Not that it's not going to affect me. Not that I'm not going to be hurt and sad. And think on my baby, how I raised her when I used to be there with her when she was born. Not not any of that going to go nowhere. But when you tell me this, I'm going to begin to praise God. Why? Because I just can't let the spirit of heaviness take over. I can't let the spirit of doubt, the spirit of depression, I just can't let them in. Because if you give them a little crack, they're going to open the whole whole door and take over the whole house. Yeah. Where they're going to spank you. I'm going to have to stink with it. Remember I was talking about Tweety Bird and uh, Road Roddy Tasmanian Devil. He talking about you need Woody Woodpecker. See, he's not right. He's not right. <laughs> Y'all pray for him. Yeah, so no matter what you tell me, I'm going to have to give God praise. Yeah, all things, I, I, I'll say it until I leave him. He's going to make sure everything works together for Barbara's good because I believe that. I don't care how bad it sounds, how bad it looks, how bad it feels. In the ending, I'm victorious because the victory has already been won for me. And in many days, I got to put on my breastplate of righteousness. I got to put on the shield, pick up my sword, fight with the word, and it's going to be okay. Hmm. And after we do all of this, that he might be glorified, God going to bless us. You hear me? He going to increase your bonds. He gonna, he's going to increase your territory. I know you haven't been working, but money going to begin to come from the south, the east, the north, and the west. I know your cop payment behind, but all of a sudden you're going to have money that you catch up your payment. You're able to pay your electric bill on time and some other things. And you're going to even be able to shop. You're not just going to have what you got from Christmas. But you've been asking God for some things, and he's going to begin to move. But if we're down and out and we're depressed and we're allowing these spirits to take over us, God can't really move because we're not giving him what he needs to move. Our life needs to please him. We need to let our life touch God. 
And if you're allowing your life to touch God, depression can't get in there. You're refusing that thing. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. You got to go. You can't live here. The Spirit of God is living here. This place has been uh, uh, rented out. Matter of fact, it's been bought. And and the mortgage is being paid on it. I can't resell it to nobody else. I can't re-rent this to nobody else. It's already taken. Hallelujah, Jesus. You can't come in here. I don't need you here. I bind you up and cast you to the pits of hell. Go back and don't ever come back here. I don't have nothing for you. No kind of evil spirit, and especially the spirit of depression. That thing will kill you. That thing will have you to kill yourself. There's a whole world going on around you. This bring me back to Brother Jermaine. Jermaine said his wife was on the couch, and if she sleep on the couch, uh, she get in pain. So he goes and wake her up, and she tell him, I'm glad you woke me up because I was having a, a bad dream. And the dream was I wanted to ask you for a divorce. <laughs> Look here, y'all think he played with that? No, sir. Uh, uh, Brother Jermaine would have called in the saint. Look here, I need prayer. I need you to pray for me. Huh? Ain't no spirit coming here to destroy nothing. The devil is not coming here to kill, to steal, or destroy nothing. I'm not too proud to get prayer on it. You hear me? I'm not too proud to ask the saints to come together, them intercessors come together and call my name out before the Lord. Keep calling it before him. Because this devil trying to kill, steal, and destroy. God worked that thing out. You hear me? Yeah. Somebody called me and said, hey, look here. These people come today and... uh, they said they're looking at me for murder. I said, what? Yeah, they said it happened this time and that time. I said, well, listen, where were you doing that time? On my job. I said, so when the murder occurred, you was at work. Can you prove you was at work? Yeah. I said, well, you good to go. The other phone rang. They picked that phone up. It was the detectives telling him they made a mistake and asking him to forgive them. And I'm yelling in the phone, but he couldn't hear me because he was on another phone. I said, hey, hey, tell them to send you a bouquet of flowers and a gift card because they fried your nerve off. (laughs) When he got back to the point, I said, did you hear what I said? He said, what, what? I said, I told you to tell them to send you a bouquet of flowers and a gift card, because they fried your nerve. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need nothing for them. I just don't need them to ever come back to my door, waving no kind of paper, talking to me about nothing. Yeah. You see that? But he called to get a backup. Because what it is, one can put 10000 in the flight, is it? He called to get some enforcement. Somebody, I murdered somebody, or I never killed nobody in my life. I never even killed a chicken, a roach, a, a rat. I ain't never killed nothing. And you talking about a murder? And the person you talking about, I don't even know them. But now, if he wouldn't have remembered, 
that God can lift him up. If he wouldn't remember, God would give him the beautiful ashes, the oil of joy. He'd have been messed up. They might have took him on downtown and said, well, we got to uh, interrogate you. And might have found something and locked him up. Huh? So when the enemy come in like a flood, we, we're remembering that it's Almighty God that will raise the standard. It's him that will raise the standard. And I know people say, well, you can't take one scripture, one verse, and teach off the devil is a fool and a liar. We just did it. We just talked about Isaiah 61 and 3. We didn't even go to 4. We didn't go up to 2. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I'm here to tell you this morning, it'll cure anything that ails you. Anything that made you sick, it will cure it if you will allow it to. And don't let these spirits talk to you. Don't you see they even talk to Jesus, the Son of God? He is God because they are one. If he talked to him, don't you think he'll come and talk to you? Try to get you to do some stuff, some stuff that's against God, some stuff that's not right. Even try to get you to do stuff against your own body. When I was in the world, he, he did all of that. He come with the fornication. That's against my own body. Yeah. That, that he come to kill, steal, and destroy. It's his job, and he stay on it. We're the saints of God. We're the people of God. We're the believers. We're supposed to stay on our job. But many times we allow these spirits to come in. We allow the spirits to talk to us. Not today, buddy. I don't want to hear that. I just don't have time for it right now and no other time. I'm too busy thinking on the goodness of Almighty God to hear this foolishness. I reached way back there and pulled something out for him. How he spared my life. Yeah, I should have been in prison for life, but he spared me. Oh, yeah, you got to give him something to work with. <laughs> because if you resist him, he's going to flee. It don't mean he's not coming back, but every time he comes back, you have the nerve enough to resist him. Get some strength and resist him and watch what happens. And that's what we pray for today. We pray for strength, that God will strengthen us, that no matter what come our way, we're able to fight the good fight of faith. We're able to put depression on down the road. Because a lot of us, we don't want no medication. I don't want no medication telling me it's going to battle the depression. Now I'm walking around like a zombie. I, I'm on disability. I can't even handle my own finances. Somebody over my monthly money from the government. Somebody over my disability money because I can't be, because I can't even think right. And half the time, I don't want to spend no money anyway. I'm too busy being in the room in the dark in the bed sleep or in the bed in the dark watching TV and watching things that's pulling me down even more into the spirits of depression. Yeah, these are some ugly demons. 
And if you go to the doctor for it, they would give you medication for it. And again, that medication just pulled you even in closer to the spirits of depression, put you down there even further. But our cry is this. Father God, let this mind be in me today that was also in your son Christ Jesus. Father, your word said if I keep my mind on you, you're going to keep me in perfect peace. Help me today not to think on what I don't have, what I couldn't do, but God, help me to think on what I can. And I can lift you up today for you're the lifter of my head. Oh, I can do all things through you today. I just need you to strengthen me. I'm the head in spite of, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Father, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. You made me more than a conqueror. Oh, I'm talking to him. Oh, them spirits will come. Let me tell you something. You could be watching a decent, a decent, wholesome movie, and that devil will try to creep in with the spirit of lust. Of a clean, wholesome movie. Ain't nothing sexual about it. It's something funny about it. It's something about life about it. And the right thing, choices to make in life. Here he comes to bring something uh, on lust. I'm like, what? Get out. You got to go. You got to go right now. You look better on the go. I remember some aunt had got in, and, and, and they had got into some cookies. I lived in another place. And I told her, aunt, y'all got to go. Y'all on, y'all coming over here to eat. <laughs> I got so tickled afterwards. I just fell on the bed and just laughed until I cried. I said, you come over here to eat and to take these cookie crumbs on back to the queen or wherever you're taking them to. But you ain't bought no cookies in here. I could understand if you had brought me some cookies, and now you need some cookies. The queen got a taste for cookies. Y'all come to get the cookies and take to the queen, but you ain't brought none. No, you're not taking none out of here. I'm going to spray y'all. You got to go. <laughs> I got so tickled. I'm telling you, I fell on the bed and just was laughing until I cried. Yeah. So the devil, you got to go. You You, you can't stay here. How can two... Walk together, except they agree. I don't agree with you. And I never agree with nothing you're saying. You're a liar. You told the first lie. You're the father of all lies. No, you can't be in here with me. I, I can't take lying and caring. No. Tricking me, I don't like it. So I'm not going to have no tricksters in here with me. You got to go. And I mean it. And most times I'm not saying it real nice because I mean it. And I'm angry that you thought you could come in here and try me. Oh, yeah. So get out. And that's what we got to do, kick him out. But many of us, we don't believe he's real, so we don't kick him out. We try to struggle and go, no, you, you get out of here. And you'll, you'll see a whole different release come for you, a whole nother release of goodness will come for you. Because, see, he was in there binding up everything good coming your way, even your good thoughts. He was trying to bind them up too, keep them away from you so you could stay in depression, so you could stay in anger, so you could stay in unforgiveness, so you could stay in hate. 
how we put him on the run. He looked better on the go and going on away from us. But we got to work while this day. That's some work, too. Did you know that's some work right there? Huh? You got to put in something. The songwriter said, put your time in now. Payday's coming after a while. But go and put your time in. Go and kick him out your house. Kick him out your husband. Kick him out your wife. Kick him out your children. God gave you power. He gave you love and a sound mind. Go on and talk to him. Tell him what you mean and mean what you say to him. And plead the blood of Jesus over everything. And then go and get your praise on here. Go on and get your praise on because it's done. In Jesus' name. We can't play with him. He didn't come to play with us. He hate us. We left him. We're no longer his. We've been bought with a precious price. The deal's been sealed. So now we got the authority, kick him out, put him out. You got to go from here. I'm getting up in here and doing what I need to do. I'm going over there and do what I need to do over there. I've been feeling like a little short trip, a little short road trip, maybe 30 miles, 35 miles. I'm going to go on that little road trip. I may not stop and eat nowhere. I just may pack me a lunch in the car so I don't have to really get out dealing around and go on my road trip and come on back, invite my friend. And if I'm married, me and my husband going, or me and my wife going, me and the children going, have it go. And we go on this little road trip for the day and come on back. Yeah, you're not going to defeat me, you devil. You're not going to defeat me. I said I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, and that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> I'm doing it through Christ Jesus that loved me. I'm doing it through Christ Jesus that have all power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And you're not going to tell me about I got cancer. I don't have nothing but the Holy Ghost. You're not going to tell me I got diabetes. You're not going to tell me I got this and that. I don't have nothing but Jesus. I don't have nothing but the Spirit of God living in me. You're trying to form something. Go on and form it because it won't prosper. I heard what you told me I got diabetes. The devil is a fool and a lie. And he won't make a fool and a lie out of me because I won't believe it. Yeah. I refuse to believe it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We just got to put things into practice. We got to open our mouth, say what we mean and mean what we say. I told you, I spoke things. I I told you to speak it. Speak what you want so it can come into existence. Yeah, come on, new refrigerator. Come on, new stove. Had to come on. Come on, gutters, I need you clean. Come on, gutter clean. Gutters done. Waiting on the stove in the day now. Stainless steel, (laughs) y'all. Hallelujah. Wanted the carpet clean. Man came and cleaned it. Huh? I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm going to speak those things that are not as though they were. And I'm going to wait on God. He told me this. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Remember me telling y'all that back a while ago. God told me to wait. I'm still in the waiting mode because he's not done with the things I spoke. He's not done fulfilling them. 
speak no depression on every household represented here today, include mine. Depression got to go back and go into the pits of hell. The evil spirits that brought depression back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. I cash it back. I, well, I just go on and cash it to the pits of hell in case you didn't come from there. new spirits that was passed on from somewhere else. I send you back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. I lose the healing minds of Almighty God upon these people. I lose the mind that was in Christ Jesus that's in his mind, that's in him upon these people today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he tried to take from God's people. He's a lie. I speak it back upon you. Clothed in your right mind. Use and activities of your limbs. I speak it upon you this morning in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And everything he took from you, drop it. Everything he took, bring it back and bring it back to them with interest. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. See, because we we can pity Pat with him all day long. Never go around the sunshine. All day long, he going to go, come back, go, come back. He, he, sometimes he ain't going nowhere. He's just going to stay and keep trying to add to you. Keep trying to make it worse. Last week, you were depressed over the paycheck. This week you you you're depressed because of the job. A few days from now you're depressed over what happened at home. A few days from that your husband hurt your feelings. See, he's just gonna keep it going till he gets you in a position he wants you to destroy you, which is have you to kill yourself. Do you hear me today? That depression is nothing to play with. Them spirits. And they got a job to do, and they are not like church folks. They're not going to do it sometime and walk away. They're going to stay and continue to try to keep getting something that's going to take you completely out of here. So we put what God, the tools God gave us, we put the tools to work. We began to work with these tools. We began to work with the word of God. We're speaking it. We're increasing our faith. We begin to praise God. We begin to talk of his goodness, his wonders works. We make it known everywhere we can. We're not playing because that devil is not playing with you. And them evil spirits of depression, they're not playing with you. Yeah, they don't play. But find you a good conversationist. Find you somebody who likes to talk about what you like to talk about. I've made friends, even on Facebook, that like to talk about a certain thing. And I can mention that to them, and we can ride out on it if I want to. It makes you feel better. A good conversation. Oh, yeah. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning, and uh, when we come back, the studio is open. If there's someone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one today and uh, come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
So there are lessons. There are lessons in everything, Miss Barbara. Thank you for your yes. teaching. My goodness, <laughs> there are lessons. And um, I wasn't prepared for this because I wasn't. I didn't. I don't remember doing that. But anyway, um, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, but I hope you. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of the day and. And everyone that's listening, I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy being here, and and I feel like just because I got to you this morning, I, I, I it's some kind, it's a connection with God and 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 me and you because I I, ne- I wasn't even at a place where I could push a button on my phone. Wow, wow, yeah, it was for you, it was for yeah. you. Yeah, uh huh, yeah, it's all yeah. right to me. It's- God know what he's doing. God know what he's doing. You know, uh, yeah. uh, I was in a place called Kissimmee, Florida. Mm-hmm. And the Lord told me to just ride through the city. Mm-hmm. And I got him a car and I just started driving through the city. No no real purpose or place to go. Just rolled through. I got mm-hmm. to this one track site. And the Lord said, look to the right. When I looked to the right, I saw these apartments. Mm-hmm. And the one was upstairs. And the Lord showed me this man was beating this woman. Okay. And I began to pray, and I began to bind the spirit of violence up, sitting right there at the light. And I went on. And the Lord showed me, I needed you to ride through to stop that. Yeah. The spirit in me, it needed to go through there and stop it. Because I don't know if she was calling on the name of the Lord. I don't know what she was doing, but he was beating her in that apartment. Yeah, and God Mm. had me to rise. So when this happens, a lot of times God is doing something. He don't always tell us what, but he's doing something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Miss Barbara, if I can be, I, 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 I I didn't feel like I... But just let me please be honest with you. When when I tell you that I was someplace, I was actually looking at apartments. I was looking at apartments on my phone. That's how I know there's no way that I could have gotten um, to you. Okay. I believe you. I believe you. It's <laughs> happened before. Matter of fact, it, okay. <laughs> I was tickled. It happened yesterday. Yeah, hmm. see, I don't you know, touch a phone. She may be somewhere in the house or the phone over there or something. And her light will come on in the studio. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. God knows what she needs to say or, or whatever it is. Because sometimes we'll work and know we're working, and then sometimes we're not quite working. But he'll have mm-hmm. you to just say something. And that's work. And that way he can bless you. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you, you know, it's God. just making me think of. Go ahead, Miss Barbara. No, I was just saying he's an amazing God. Yes, yes, he is. And um, it's really making me. It, it, what came to mind was do not lean on your own understanding. That's what just came to my mind. Uh huh. Yeah, just acknowledge him in all your ways. It's him yeah. that direct that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it's all right. It's Jesus' name. Glory to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord. 
Yeah, cause see, mm-hmm. I, there's no limit uh, for him with me. There's nothing impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can do anything, especially good things. Mm-hmm. If I need something and he can't find a a heart, a willing heart, he'll make another way for me. I see. I believe like that. I, I believe mm-hmm. the, the postal service, which they did one time, delivered me of something, and when they delivered it. My name wasn't on it, but my address. When I contacted them about it, guess what they told me? Keep it, and we have the right address, and we'll resend it out to the right address. Wow. I was like, what? Yeah. If he can't find a willing heart, he can do it. The earth is his, fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. If we just don't put limits on God, don't put no brakes on him. Don't put Thank him in a you, box in the corner and, and, and let him sit there until you get ready for him to come out. Let him be the God of your life. Mm. Let him control everything. Mm. Yeah. This is and when awesome. something don't go right so well, it wasn't God's will, which it wasn't. Because if it was, he would have did it. Yeah. And when things don't work together for your good at appearing, trust the Lord. It wasn't going to be for your good at that time. Okay. And maybe there's a different time or maybe there's no time. But he won't withhold no good thing from us. So we we trust God with it all. We trust him in everything. No matter what come our way, we trust God. Mm -hmm. Mm. The better off. We're good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I love you. I love you. Yes, I love you too, and happy to have you here, and uh, real happy to see that number every morning. Yeah, real happy <laughs> when I log in, I see that number. I'm excited. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I God for each and every caller. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get up and call in. I really am. <laughs> you know how some people are excited. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know how some people are excited on Friday because they're getting paid or, or they're getting ready to go out? Well, I'm excited to be on this line every morning. I really am. I really am. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get up and do it. I wake up early mm-hmm. just to make sure I'm up to do this. Yeah, now the rest mm-hmm. of the day, it can fall where it needs to fall, but. At 7 a.m., I need to be here, everything open and logged in and ready to go. Yeah. And God has blessed me. Mm. Thank you. Thank him for Hallelujah. Can I, All right. I'm can a, I tell you something? Go ahead. Yes. Um, yes. One day I was in my yard, and I, I was looking at this box. And this box has, it has it had a, a picture. It had four pictures. It was an umbrella, looked like a glass. Uh, like two hands upward, and it had like an object in the in the center of it, and then it had like arrows pointing up. So what came to me was that umbrella to me was a covering when there were storms in my life, right? That glass to me was a glass of that water that Jesus said, if you drink this water, you'll never thirst again. Those hands that were lifted up in that object that I told you in the center, it, to me, it was uh, it was it was God's hands with my heart in the center of it, and those arrows moving upward to me looked like 
he was telling me to just keep on moving forward, keep on looking up to him. And Miss Barbara, when when those thoughts came to me just from looking at those pictures, I was I was flawed. I, I was really flawed. Because if we're seeking him, he got a way of answering us. But we okay. got to be looking. Yeah, we got to yeah. be looking for the answer and receive what he give us. And don't make no excuses. Yeah. No, that's not God that's stuff in the box. No, that was God. And he yeah. gave me for each of them, and I'm going to believe it and trust him and yeah. keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lord. All right. Ooh. Yes. Thank you. He's an amazing God. Yes, he is. And he do things in ways that we don't do it. Yeah, he's an amazing God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, all right, I'm going to bring Brother Frank in. And and then I got 908. I believe that's Apostle Duncan's right there. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Brother Frank. God bless you this morning, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good morning, Sister Barbara, and everyone that's on the line. And. I want to apologize for getting in that conversation yesterday, but I just felt too lively by saying something. But I don't, I don't know either, brother, and I wasn't taking no sides at all. And I just wanted to apologize for on my behalf and thank God again for being here. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Brother Frank, I, I really don't see a need for you to apologize. I did see the Lord use you yesterday. I, I did see the Lord use you to tame some things. And so there's no need for an apology. Like you said, we all have, no matter what, we all have to live here in harmony. And that is true, Brother Frank. So no need to apologize. Yeah. God used God used you. And uh, I thank you for it. Hey, glory. Oh, thank you. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you. Because many days, Brother Frank, God used you to have my back. I know you may not understand all of that. And even some days you call in and you don't sound all that chipper. But God used you. Yes, he does. And so I thank God for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
that when we open mm-hmm. up our mouth, glory to God, and talk to the people of God, pray mm-hmm. God, make sure it's a, it's a fundamental decision. We as people of God, glory to God, got to mm-hmm. right, make the right decisions in our life, glory to God. God is dependent upon servants that would open up their mouth and cry out and show transgressions their ways. I had to call and tell you that, Barbara Mack, because the Lord was speaking to me this morning. So I, 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 I cut the stove off. I said, I got to go. I told my husband I got to go. I got to call the woman of God because I, I, I got to tell her what the Lord is saying. But I'm telling you, your season is changing. And it's just for an appointed time. God did it to open up for you. Glory to God. Just like he did for Jonah. You remember when Jonah was in the well of the belly? Glory to God. But I come to tell you, the Bible said Jonah didn't. There was no corruption with Jonah. There was no decay with Jonah. I come to tell you, God's going to give you a new life, Barbara Mack. Just like Jesus is in the ground, glory to God, in the Lord's apartments of hell for three days. But the Bible said, but when he got up, he got up, he rose with all power in his hand. Glory to God, he didn't die down there. I come to tell you, you're not going to die in this situation. You're about to live like never before. You're about to be blessed like never before. Because it's your appointed time. It's your appointed season. God is changing the atmosphere for you. Glory to God, and he's going to bless you abundantly. I hear the Lord say, me ain't going to pour into your bosom like never before. Good measures pressed down. Shaking together. I, I, I just see hundred dollars of bills coming your way. Because people are going to bless you. It's your appointed time and it's your season. Oh, I hear the Lord say, for prosperity. You won't have to drink out of another plastic cup. Glory to God, you're going to have more than enough. Because men ain't going to give into your bosom like never before. God said, because of your faithfulness, I'm giving it to open up for you. And I'm going to give you a conduct. Uh-huh. I'll give you a favor. Uh, glory to God in high places. Places you never thought you would go. God's going to open up for you in high places. You're going to be talking to those in politics and government. God's going to use your mouth like a To prophesy to those in high places. Because people are looking for a real prophet. Those false prophets are rising up. God bringing them down. But he's raising up a barber mat. It's your appointed time. It's your appointed season. Glory to God. Go use your mouth to bless the people of God and the body as a whole. You'll be you're gonna be talking to the church and you're gonna be talking to the to the unsaved. But know this, it's an appointed time. And God's gonna move with miracles, signs and wonders in your life, woman of God. And I just had to come and tell you that this morning because God was moving on my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I believe every word. I believe every word, Sarah Dr. Listen, a woman called me last night, and I had written a song, and I was waiting for the right person. I was going to choose the right person to put the song to. That woman come and showed me. And this is what she told me. She said, and I'm going to send the man, and he's going to put a track for you. I'm going to pay for everything for this track to be done. She said, listen to me, listen to me. God told me to tell you to do this. And if you follow the instructions that God gave me to give to you, hey, you are going to be blessed. I said, okay. And as she was talking, God gave me four words to add to the song. Mm. Ah, 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 wow. Ah, my, my, my. Mm. My, my, my. Lord, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. As the song writer say, it's my season to be blessed. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Come on. God, God made me a promise and I passed the test. Yeah. 
God send you. When it's time, God will send me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's that yes. kind of God. Yes, he will. And he knows the mm-hmm. love yes, we have will. one for the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As the thing mm-hmm. of it is, we pray. We pray for one another. You know, sometimes yes. we don't yes. even call yes. names, but God knows. Huh? Hey, he knows. Yeah. Hey. My, my, my. He knows. It's all right mm. to me. Hallelujah, yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. And I take, mm. I touch and 100% agree with you, uh, what you said to Frank. Maybe down, Praise but God. never out. Huh. God going to raise never him up out. some way, somehow or another. God mm. going to raise that mm. You know the very intent of Frank's heart. Ah, Shonda. Yes, Lord. It ain't nothing evil, mm-hmm. but it's good. Yeah. It's good. Because let me just mm-hmm. Sarah mm-hmm. Duncan. When he couldn't go out and reach people, <laughs> I used to laugh some days. I said, because, Lord, you're going to use him one way or another. He would call people and encourage people over the phone. He would call people, encourage them, and then he said, look, I need you to go over there to Jesus in the morning and just take a listen. Just take a listen. If you don't like it, you don't have to come no more. But if you if it bless you, you want to stay where you're being. Now he did that. I'm telling you the truth. And I was like, wow. And and so God has shown me that was written on this man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if if, if you just it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. That's a blessing. Uh, Thank God for Brother Franklin. Woo. God continue to use Thank him. You, Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Got one more call. I'm going to bring this next caller in. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. God bless you. I think I got a message on my answer machine. I got to listen today because I didn't come back in the office yesterday. But how are you this morning? How are you this morning? I'm blessed. Highly favored. Thank God for Allow me to see another day. Thank God for life, health, and strength keeping me on my right mind. Uh, good morning to everybody. You, Miss Barbara, Brother Frank, Miss uh, Duncan, and uh, I just want to uh, first of all, I want to say, Miss uh, Duncan, uh, I know you are highly anointed because uh, I can feel the, the God's presence as you talk, and I begin to I begin to cry and speak in tongues as you begin to you know. Speak to uh, Sister Barbara, so you know I just thank God for that. You know that just gets my spirit up this morning, and uh, even yesterday, uh, when I listened yesterday, you know I kind of heard a little. Well, I heard majority, uh, majority of uh, what the guy, the young guy, was talking about, and uh, when uh, brother, uh, the young other young guy got up there and they started the, uh, the phone. Uh, my phone died on. But, uh, just after that, I went to the fuel island, and you guys were thinking about what we were saying, you know, about uh, transferring the spirit. Because when I got to the fuel island, the fuel island, he normally cool and everything. But for some reason, I, it's like when I looked at him, he got attitude out of nowhere about putting some fuel in the truck. You know, I had to wait a couple of minutes. Normally, they come right out of the bus, put the fuel in the truck and everything. But, you know, it's just the Lord, you know, showing how he dealing with me, you know, from where I used you know, uh, you know could have called an argument, you know, but, you know, I'm humble enough, you know, that, that, that ride don't even bother me, you know what I'm saying? 
And I told him, I say, hey, you know, man, you, if you don't fill it up, I mean, the gas burn out, I go get in another truck. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter to me. But I just, you know, the spirits, you know what I'm saying? So, so you just got to be careful and have the full armor God on, you know, at all times because, you know, the, the enemy lurking all around everywhere. So I just thank God for the, for the wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you know, that he has given me these, these past years, you know. So I just thank God. I thank God for this this this, this ministry, this show as well. You know, to keep me, you know, going. You know, what I'm saying to help me. You know, when I might have, you know, a little little down in my uh, spirit and everything. So I just thank God for that. But I just wanted to say good morning to everybody, and y'all have a blessed day. Man. You be blessed hey, too, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. You be blessed, son. You too. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, uh, Brother Anthony, uh, Lewis said, uh, Abraham Anthony. <laughs> oh, forgot your brother Lewis. Forgot about you too. I, w- I was trying to get out what I had to say. I'm sorry about that. Good morning, Brother Lewis, as well. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We thank God this morning. Thank God for coming in, sending the woman of God in this morning. I look out. One thing I know about this one right here, this one ain't no joke. And that I know. Because I, I just don't hang with crazy people, dead folk, and I, I ain't got no time for that. Uh-uh. You got to be real. And if you're not real, I, I got to feed you with a long hand spoon and keep praying for you. Because I need that real thing. Yeah. God ain't praying in this hour when I can't pray either. Hallelujah. All right, sister. I'm bringing you in right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Hello, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm blessed. I cannot complain today. Hold, hold on one minute, Apostle Duncan. I'm a mute you, but I'm coming right back and get you. Go ahead, Sister Spinner. Um, I'm just thanking God for this beautiful day that he has made and, and how the Holy Spirit has been moving this morning. And uh, he just laid some things on my heart that I just wanted to say, um, um, starting with yesterday, um, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, and yesterday some things um, were exposed and revealed, um, some things about the church, of course, that we already know that, you know, when when man is involved and flesh is involved, there's definitely going to be imperfection, so there's corruption in the church we've seen where, you know, church folk hurt people. And um, all that was yesterday. Um, and uh, I just feel like I want to just pray for Brother Baker because also there was some exposure there. Um, what was exposed was he's definitely been hurt, and he's still hurting. And I just pray and ask God to um, his heart for it to be healed by God and um and to give him a forgiving heart, um, because as long as he holds on to that um, unforgiveness and that bitterness, you know, it's it's not going to be good for him. But I just pray for his heart. And and um, and as far as the church, you know, we already know it's it's not a building. Um, we are the church. And um, I know there was a time in my life when I wasn't going to church for a few years. I had asked the Lord to, to Send me to a church because there were just no churches around here 
that I felt that I was growing in or that I even felt that um, was teaching what what God was um, teaching me. And I've learned that most of my spiritual growth has been in here, in my home. And God is me and God, you know, me spending time with him on a personal level. And that's really what we need to understand is that we can't look to the church um, for our spiritual for, for our growth. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, and the Lord, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, this morning, that you know, Jesus is the head, and we are the body. You know, and the head—that's what the brain is. You know, so and I just gave me like this, this illustration of Jesus being the brain, and you know, just like our brain sends messages to our body to do, you know, to walk and to talk and to do everything, you know. He's Jesus is the brain, and he gives the messages to the body, to us, and then starts to do what um, what he wants us to do. And so that's how we have to look at ourselves as, as the church and the body of Christ. You know, Jesus being the brain, and we need to be following his instruction and not reflecting on um, the church or church for our spiritual growth or even for ministry. We don't need a church. To even minister, and I'm not putting the church down. I mean, I'm actually at a church now. God led me to a church now that I love, and uh, my pastor and his wife, and you know, they are truly godly people. Been growing since I've been there. However, most of my growth comes from me and the Lord, just me and Him. And so, I just wanted to um, put that out there um, to pray for our brother, and also I wanted to commend Brother Jermaine. I think. Because he handled that situation so well. Yes, he um, did. By not, you know, he didn't lose his temper. He didn't, you know, because he didn't say anything wrong or do anything wrong. But I just felt in my heart that Mr. Baker probably has been on the probably all his life. And so he's just, you know, on the defense. And that's just another yeah. thing that we need to forget to, um, you know, to, to just heal his heart and, and, um, you know, so so that he can be all that God has for him to be, um, and just pray for everyone involved. You know, the Church of God in Christ, and and you know, all the names involved just need our prayer. And um, just to touch on today, depression. You would be surprised at how many rich people or children of God deal with depression. Um, and I know that I was. Uh, delivered from a spirit of heaviness my, myself quite a few years ago. I said it's been over 10 years ago, and occasionally that spirit would try to come back, you know, but I know how to come against it. He said to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. We have to we have to do some effort. We have to put that garment on. We have to sac- give a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes we don't feel like it, but I promise you, if you start praising God, that spirit of heaviness don't have any choice but to go. And uh, But that was a good topic, um, Sister Barbara, because that, that's definitely a, a big issue. We have people on all medication um, to deal with depression, and, and I'm like, you know, I would not. Want to be in a, in a position where I have to take medication to feel good or to be happy? I just prefer to rely on my on my Lord and Savior for that. 
because there's no happiness or no joy better than when it comes from Jesus. And and uh, and and that's what I wanted to say. Those are just some things that were on my heart this morning. And um, yeah. Sister Bob, I'm so thankful for you. And I really like what you said this morning because you, I said that you know you you know you discerned the hurt that was there as well. Um, sometimes we want to get mad at people when they lash out, but a lot of times that's hurt. You know, yeah. and we just have to understand and just walk in the love of God and just and just know that they need prayer mm-hmm. and understanding. So I just thank God for you. Yes, because many times uh, what it is is what you said is hurt, and they want to be delivered. They don't know how. Uh, they've been around and they've been battled against and put down, so you know, they don't have anybody they trust who can help them to get delivered because God is waiting, he's willing, he's able, but you got to allow him. Yeah, you got to allow him to deliver you. The gifts that I have, the gift of giving, the gift of love, all of these gifts I had when I was in the world, but guess what? I didn't know. I didn't know I had this until I gave God a chance. <laughs> Once I let God save me, I allowed him to sanctify me, and then he filled me and baptized me in the Holy Ghost. Then I learned. So now these gifts I can share. And it's not the person. It's those evil spirits that the person allowed to use them. So we have to remember these things. And we have to remember if God delivered us, he can deliver anybody. So I can't hold this against you that you haven't been delivered. I got to pray and work with you until you decide for God to deliver you. Yeah, and it won't take long, and it's not going to take forever. I remember God telling uh, uh, David, I I, I mean Samuel, how long you going to mourn for Saul now? I done said what I meant, and I meant what I said. Ain't no more mourning. Get up. Yeah, because Saul didn't want to obey. Had he obeyed, he'd have been in a better position. But because he did not want to obey, he got what he got. God took his gift and his anointing and gave it to his neighbor. Oh, yeah. And so we are right today, and and that's what we do. We pray for these people. They need prayer. Yeah, they need deliverance, and only God can do it. And see, he don't use us all the same, just like you said about the brain. The brain sends signals to the rest of the body. It tells my hands and fingers what to do. It tells my neck when to turn. Tell my feet when to pick up and walk. Same thing with God. Many members but one body. I'm not an aggressive person. Whoa, but let me tell you something. The power of God breaks yokes. It destroys yokes. The power of God delivers. It's not Barbara. It's greater as he that lives within there. Look here. I've done this for years. <laughs> All demons out, they got to come out. But the person got to be willing to let go of their demons. Some people don't want to, they're not going to let that thing go. It's a familiar place. I've been with this so long, I'm holding on to it. So you calling them out, they stubborn. They ain't coming out because the person don't want them out. But if you get one that want them demons to go, like that woman did at the church in the bathroom, they coming out right now. Like the man did in Alaska over by the river. They coming out. He left us and went to the river, to the rail, and up chucked them things. You could see them falling out of his mouth in the water. The woman in the bathroom, she just went to foaming them out of her mouth. 
smelly. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, how long y'all been in her? And I left and went on out. She come out a whole nother woman. You hear me? That man came from back over by the rails of the river. He was a whole nother man. But we got to let God be real. Stop taking his glory like we doing something. Stop looking up to people. We got to look to God for everything. The minute you notice something is different in you, come out depression, you carry that thing to God right then. And you begin to talk to him. Because no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Now, it can prosper if you allow it to. If you hold on to it and keep letting it grow, because like I said, it's going to lead from one thing to another. Oh, your mama died. Oh, I was so sad. Now you're in the room in the dark, don't want to talk to nobody. Next thing you know, it's going to show you, oh, your husband cheating on you. And going to bring the evidence to you. Oh, that's going to take you deeper. Next thing, something happened with one of your children. It's going to keep going. It won't stop. It won't stop until you make it stop. You got to talk to that devil. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. You got to go. Get up out of here. You can't stay here. And see, when God forgives us, he don't wipe the house clean. It's up to us not to let that first demon back in and bring them seven others with him. And then them seven, they'll bring some more with them if you let them in there. You're depressed. Now you're suicidal. Now you're on medication. Now they done took you over to the mental institution. You're no longer home. You can't even be at home. You got to be in an institution away from people. Oh, no, ma'am and no, sir. Greater is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. I'm getting nothing here. I'm going to do something. If I don't do nothing but walk from the corner and back, praying, talking to God about it, I'm going to do something the devil will not get me down. I can't let him. Much is required at my hand. God called me and chose me for something. I got to let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah, it's not about my gifts. It's not about nothing else but obeying God. And because of the obedience, he blessed many. Because of the obedience. But I got to stay. Oh, oh, you're shocked. Hey, I got to be obedient and stay obedient unto God. I can let nothing separate me. I know the truth for myself. My dad used to sing the song, and, he, and, and sometimes he would sing it in me and my brother's face. <laughs> if you fail to pray and your soul gets lost, it's nobody's fault but yours. He would sing it in our face because he saw us sneaking, smoking weed. He didn't call that out. He didn't say, yeah, y'all right there smoking dope. He said, if you fail to pray and your soul get lost, it's nobody's fault but yours. And guess what? Me and my brother would look at each other, and then we'll go off in a corner somewhere and say, he know. I said, yeah, he know, buddy. Amen. I said, well, I ain't smoking no more. <laughs> I said, okay. He said, because the day he called that thing out, he going to put his hands on us. And it ain't going to be holding hands. He probably said, you better know it. I said, we're going to let this thing go. Yeah, let the weed smoke and go. Because, see, we was testing it as teenagers. And God showed it to my dad, you see, and my mom, because they was praying folks. And he was letting us know now, if you fail to pray and don't ask God to deliver you from this and keep your eyes off the world, you're going to be lost. And I don't know if you can come back, depending on how far you allow the devil to take you out there. 
So when we see the first signs of anything that's not of God, don't wallow in it. Don't embrace it. Come out, I'm lonely and I'm sad. No, no, great is he that lives within you. The joy of the Lord, let that be your strength. Mama, come here to leave here. Brother, sister, whoever, grandmama, they come here to leave here. And they don't say we won't miss them and we don't hurt because they're gone. But this is the thing. I got a Savior. And he's sweet, I know. Huh? He's sweet, I know. He's sweet, I know. Dark clouds may rise. Stormy wind may blow. But I'll tell the world wherever I go. Ah. I've got a Savior, hey, and he's sweet, I know. i got to hold on to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of my faith. I can't hold on to what I'm feeling. I can't hold on to what I'm thinking. <laughs> I got to, can't hold on to how I'm looking. i got to hold on to Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's who i got to hold on to. Because guess what? He loved me. And he won't withhold no good thing from me. But I got to give him what he need to keep me and to keep me safe. And he don't keep me against my will. He keeps me because I want to be kept by him. I want, I want this mind to be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. I want to keep my mind on God so that he can keep me in perfect peace. I want to delight myself in him. I want to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Oh, uh, yeah. And anything coming my way, I want to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways, I want to acknowledge him. He's going to direct my path. I can't be wise in my own eyes because, see, I don't really know nothing. Yeah, I got to fear God and depart from evil. And he coming right in there and show me which way to go, how to go about it, what to do, when to do it, and all of that. Yeah. So looks as a spinner. There were quite a few angry, <laughs> quite a few angry that he said something against uh, Brother Jermaine. Because, see, they know they know Jermaine. He, he's a humble brother. He, he's a, as Brother Lewis called him, Brother Lewis said he's a cool brother. Yeah, with the sunglasses on. <laughs> so we know who Brother Jermaine is. And he handled it like the man of God, like we thought he would. And then he called me afterwards because he was thinking, well, maybe I hurt Sister Barbara in some way. No, sir. No, sir. Uh-uh. And I explained things, you know, to him. And we pray for Brother Baker. Yeah, and it's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, here go Jermaine right here. Good morning, Brother Jermaine. God bless you. How are you this morning? <laughs> oh, hey. Good morning, Sister Barbara. I am. Um... Yeah, I actually just turned on the show about maybe 35 minutes ago. I was driving home, and I don't even know what the topic was, but it, it sounds like you had to revisit yesterday. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just wanted to actually say thank you for being willing to have people on who um, who may be perceived as controversial because I think that's how how we learn from each other. You know, we it's not even in the church, it's not always roses. You know, sometimes there's some things that do have to be exposed, and I know God is just using this program very mightily, and that, you know, I'm just thankful that I was able to come to Jesus in the morning and looking back a year and whatever ago, 
And, you know, concerning the brother yesterday, not going to bring up anything negative, but I, I really do feel a sense of, you know, there, there was a lot of truth in what he was saying, and some, somewhere in life he's been hurt. You know, something happened. I, I don't know what. I'm not the judge of that, but I, I really uh, I thank God for even allowing some of the stuff that was said because it it exposed some other stuff. And for me personally, I, I feel nothing but love for him. You know, I, I pray for him, pray for myself and everybody involved in yesterday's uh, situation because he's still a brother in the Lord, and, and I'm, I don't know where he's at, but I'm going to keep him in my prayers and, and just let God work in his life, you know. And I've been meaning to say something for uh, – the longest time, but I meant to thank Brother Frank because I really do appreciate him how, you know, he's a very humble man. And just how he came in yesterday was very, it was very indicative that the Lord was using him because I've been meaning to say that for so many weeks that, that uh, you know, Frank, I always appreciated his very calming presence. You could hear the wisdom in his voice. And it was, uh, you know, as far as yesterday concerned, I just know when it was time to, to just let Frank be used up by God and, and to back off and just go ahead and shut up myself. So I, I appreciate you, Brother Frank. Love you. I pray for you all the time. And my only shame is I didn't say that weeks ago. I've been meaning to say that for so long, but I just enjoy the interaction between Brother Frank and Sister Barbara. It's just a blessing to me and so many others, apparently. I, I thought it was just me. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But, no, just thank you, Brother Frank, for for what you do. I, I appreciate you, and you got people out there that absolutely love you. Yes, he better know that. Yes, sir, that Frank people better know it. He better know we love him, <clears throat> and when we say we love him, he better know we mean it. Yeah, I don't want to come to Vegas because I'll come on in the house. I know you're quarantined, but I'll come on in there, Frank. <laughs> yeah, we love you. We appreciate God sending you 